Good evening. I wouldn't say that many people both at work and in my social sphere know me, really. I wouldn't say there are many people who I can say for sure they know who I am in details. And this has not really been the case. This was not the case uh, for a long time. But I've gone through experiences in life and especially in Kenya that have impacted on my perspective, on my outlook, that have ch uh, changed my worldview on how I look at people and my trusting them. I grew up in a family of about eight, lost a sister in, uh, uh, at birth. And my mom uh, had a great impact in my life back in Kenya. We grew up in lots of uh, poverty. We were typical under the dollar. In fact, I think my family was under 50 cents per day, sort of a family. We didn't afford uh, many things. Food was uh, scarce and, uh, and going to school was very, very hard. Uh, we were living in a two-roomed house. Many times uh, we went to bed without food. We were struggling, foraging for food out literally uh, in the bush. But my mom kept encouraging us that to and at this time around, my dad uh, was given out into alcoholism, cheap, cheap, cheap beer in the villages, and he was not doing much uh, uh, to help mom. And mom never had any formal education or any jobs that gave her money. So she was also selling fruits out in the uh, vegetables, just trying to uh, feed this big family. But mom uh, encouraged us to keep hope on, and she encouraged us to to work hard, and she taught us values of uh, uh, belief and having hope, uh, respecting one another, and we were a closely knit family amidst the, the poverty that we had and the, and the difficulties that we went through in a village in Kenya in a city called Eldoret. And in fact, it's my mom who uh, later on encouraged me to, to be a nurse, and even the money that uh, uh, was raised uh, for my nursing uh, school was from a community fundraising as such because we could not afford. That was uh, my background. As a nurse, one of my hardest or my most ex challenge experience, challenging experience was when I was uh, required to treat my mom. Remember, at this time I had finished college and I was just starting uh, my career as a nurse, young nurse living in Nairobi, the capital. And one of the evenings, my sister, who was living uh, with me at the time, came into the room uh, just after midnight. And she told me, Jeffrey, come, come quickly. Mom doesn't look all right. This was after midnight. I had just gone to bed. And she woke me up, went into the room where my sister and my, my mom were sleeping, called out my mom uh, in my language. And she did not respond. And I, I went, uh, I tapped her. There was no response. I realized she was having very shallow breaths and her pulse was also faint. It dawned on me at the time that I needed uh, to give, uh, uh, that my mom would require CPR from me. I've been in Australia now for about nine years. And my, one, my, my journey to Australia was influenced by two major things. The first one, of course, was my mom, who was very encouraging to all of us as siblings, and particularly myself. She encouraged me to, 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 to go after those things that would make me happy to to run after my dream and one and, and to and to become who I wanted to be and she supported me the the, the best as she could and the other reason was uh, this time later on in life we afforded a uh, we could have, we afforded a black and white TV and one of the local broadcasting stations in Kenya were, uh, had imported the program Home and Away 
and, and I remember vividly watching uh, Home and Away as a young boy in Kenya, and that program impacted me so greatly. I remember watching these people, and I loved how they were talking to one another. I loved, I thought they were so kind, they were so polite. I thought they were so lovely people. And they really, they really, really touched my life. And I told myself, look at how beautiful this, this country is and the beaches and the manicure, pinket fences. And it was, it was I, I said, I told myself, when I grow up, I would want to visit this country. I didn't even know at the time what country that was, but I, I would want to visit that country or even go and live there because uh, those people really, really impacted my life. So then the night I told you, my sister came and told me about my mom not breathing, I immediately realized that mom required CPR. And so as a nurse, I pulled the pillow off her neck, uh, the back of her neck, and I pulled her legs so she could be straight uh, on the bed, and I started doing the resuscitation. And I was giving a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. And in the meantime, I told my sister, go outside. And, and wake up the neighbors. It was midnight, just after midnight. I told my sister, go outside into the, in the neighborhood, in the, in, the, in the flats I was renting, and wake up the neighbors. At least there's one neighbor who had a car, so we could rush mom quickly to the, to the hospital. And in the, as while she did that, I, I, I started the CPR on, uh, on my mom. In 2007, 2008, Kenya went through a very, uh, one of its lowest moments in its history. This was a presidential election that its outcome was very, very contested. This was 2007, 2009. And the, the contestation was the results of the presidential election that resulted in an outbreak of war, intertribal war. And there was lots of killing and houses were burned. There was about more than 3,000 lost their lives. And, and, and people got displaced and women, some women were raped, houses were burned. It was a terrible, in fact, it was, the country nearly went to the brink of civil war. The country was at its lowest, as they say, it nearly went to the uh, a brink of civil war. And I remember vividly around that time, my, my tribe was one of the tribes that was being targeted as an enemy target, as an enemy, and, and, and they were being attacked. Uh, this is uh, the Kikuyu uh, community uh, in Kenya. And I remember receiving a call from my brother. Uh, I was living in Nairobi, the capital, about 365 kilometers from Eldoret. And Eldoret was a hotspot of the political uh, uh, violence. And my brother told me very desperately that they needed to leave Eldoret quickly because the, 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 the violence had escalated and it was a threat to their lives. And then they were asked to assemble at a local police station and they were meant to receive military escort uh, from Eldoret to, to Nairobi. And, and, and they were, that, that was the only way they could get safely to Nairobi by getting the military escort. And so my brother told me that they needed to leave Eldoret quickly. And, and I remember uh, uh, feeling very, very disturbed. And I wondered why uh, uh, people that we grew up with, our neighbors who would rise up against uh, uh, my family. What wrong did we do? We just went to the booth and we, 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 we cast our, our vote. What, what wrong did we do to have this sort of animosity against, uh, meted against us. But anyway, they had to leave Eldoret and to, to come to us, Nairobi, which was a bit safe. So I remember calling them and uh, along the way as they came. And a journey that would have otherwise taken about five hours took about eight hours, uh, just because of how slow the convoy uh, of, the, of the cars was going and the difficulties that we were going through. I remember calling my brother, asking him, how far are you now? 
and at some point he would even disconnect the phone because he did not want to be heard speaking because he was going through the, ter- the enemy territory as it was considered then. And, and, and Eldoret was one of the hotspots where uh, some people were also burnt in a church, if you can remember, if, you, if your local station here gave, broadcasted the, the elections in Kenya. It was terrible. And the journey, and that journey lasted nearly eight hours, and eventually they got to Nairobi. I was happy to see them, but I was also very disappointed. I was also extremely hurt, uh, feelings of uh, anger in my heart, feelings of, of revenge, although I couldn't do much, feelings of betrayal, people that we considered were friends, people that we thought were our neighbors had suddenly risen against us, and they, were, they had forcefully evicted my family from Eldoret, and, and, and they all came to Nairobi to live with me. And at the time, I had rented a two-bedroom a two house in Nairobi. And all of them with their wives and the kids were, were going to live with me. And, 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 and I was very, very upset. At that time, I, my feelings of not trusting people and feeling a bit disappointed by people that we thought were friends came up and uh, were so strongly in my heart. But I was happy at least they got safely to Nairobi where I was living. So the night my, I sent my sister out to wake up the neighbors because mom required CPR, I remember while she did that, I was continuing doing the CPR and I was very, very exhausted. exhausted. I was doing a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and I was exhausted, I was crying, I was so crushed, I was broken. This was my mom, the woman that brought us up. I had just started working and I wanted to give back to her and here she is and I, I told myself, she's not dying. I must do whatever it takes to bring her up but I, I was losing the battle because mom was not responding. I kept going and it was tiring. I was extremely exhausted. And the neighbors eventually came. We carried mom to that little car that our neighbor offered and we put on the back seat of that small uh, sedan. And we started, the driver told the driver, go as quick as possible, disregard all the traffic rules on, on, on the road and let's get mom to the hospital. While she did that, I continued giving mom CPR mouth to mouth. At the time, we were doing 15 compressions to two breaths, and I did that. This time, I was alone, and my sister, by, 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 besides me, she was screaming, crying. I was doing the CPR, and I was also crying in between the same. And before we got to the hospital, I realized I had, uh, I had lost my mom. I had lost my mom. So mom died in my hands. This woman that she was the best woman that I've ever known in my life uh, died in my hands. And that was and has been the lowest moment in my life to date. But I'm glad that mom never experienced the, the 2007 political uh, upheaval in Kenya. Mom did not experience the, the, the violence that, uh, that my family ex- experienced. And, and, and this was because two people wanted to get into power. The election was a result of two people wanting to get to be the presidents of my country. And, and as a result of their, their wishes to be a president, a whole country was messed up. A whole community was displaced. Thousands of people were killed because some people, two people, were, were, were competing to get into uh, an election and to win. And I have never really understood uh, uh, how that happened. And, 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 I, and sometimes when I sleep, I see mom come into my dreams. And it's such a beautiful moment when I, I dream and she, she appears in the dream. And, and occasionally this happens and it's lovely talking to her. And I see her in the dream and uh, talking and uh, just hearing her talk to me. So lovely talking to her. I guess this not trusting people, especially in the context of what happened with my neighbors in Kenya, is something that I am working on. And through my mom's teachings and the values she instilled in me, 
uh, be able to fully uh, trust people and, and, and be able to allow them into my inner heart and in my inner circle. I have a few people that, like my family and my children that I love and have allowed deep into my heart. But I believe through my mom's teachings, I should be able to appreciate people because out there they are lovely people. Thank you very much.